Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Call free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. It's officially happened. The Yankees have taken over the program, Kelly. Yes. It's April 2nd on a Tuesday, the Eagle Hour. Michael Mergens, along with Kelly Sander, flying the, the ship today, as you would say. Today, the Eagle Hour. Tomorrow, the, the world. world. Exactly. <laughs> this segment brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Dickie's.com. I actually had Dickie's Friday night. That's one of those... Your wife's texting you for about four hours Friday afternoon. What are we doing for dinner? I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. IDK. That's right. I'm yeah. the, I'm the oh, and then you start throwing, uh, let's try this. No, uh, no, I don't want to do that. Then IDK. And, and every time. Four hours worth of that. And Dickie's comes up and I'll go, but the soft serve ice cream. Oh, yeah. Well, and you know, their soft serve ice cream. They go, do you have a one track? Yep, pretty yep, much. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, fresh smoked meat every day statewide Dickie's Barbecue Pit. We appreciate them being on the program. We got a lot going on today, actually. Jack Duggan's going to join us talking about Pro Day. Uh, also, Stephanie Radecki, volleyball coach. But in studio, this is big time because uh, it's a name all Southern Miss fans know. Michael, when, when, when you want the varsity, yeah. y- you call the Sandman and say, okay, how do we get Picasso Nelson on the show? I said simply... Ask me to call Picasso, and he'll be here. And he shows up. Picasso Nelson Jr., by the way. Yes. Because his dad was a pretty good football player in his own right. Picasso, a member of the class of 2014 at Oak Grove High School here locally, uh, played on a state championship team, and then on to uh, Southern Miss, where he just finished his career and actually participated in Pro Day. So we welcome you, Picasso. Good to have you here. Thanks for having me. so tell us about what Pro Day was, was all about. Most people are familiar with the Combine mm-hmm. that they see on the NFL Network. Yes. Pretty much the same thing for you, but it was just um, the scouts came to Southern Miss. Yes? Kind of fill in the blanks. Yes, sir, indeed. Uh, so Pro Day is essentially the Combine, except it's at your college. So, uh, you know, the NFL scouts come to, you know, they came to Southern Miss, and, and they, you know, we, they watched us bench, do the, you know, run the 40, do the vertical, the broad jumping, and, and all the drills that are, that are done at the Combine. So what were you doing to get, were you doing any Anything more than that to get ready for Pro Day? Uh, yes, sir, indeed. Um, so about 12, um, probably about 14 weeks ago, I started working out. Um, and at that time, um, my agent set me up with Coach Sam Morris. And uh, he really did, did did a great job getting me ready for Pro Day. And also about 14 weeks ago, I started working out with my dad. So my schedule was like, you know, waking up 4.30 in the morning, um, being at the gym at 5.30 in the morning, working out with my dad. And got a good, you know, power clean workout with him. And then I would leave, eat a small breakfast, go work out with Sam, and uh, you know, work on you know all the technique and 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 you know, running form things of that sort. So now, once once because there's so much riding yes. on a short period of time, yes, particularly that pro day. You said you weren't necess- you, you were okay with your forty time of four point four one, which most you know you were hoping for a four three nine, yes, right? Yeah. Um, so overall. Happy with your performance? Critique it for us. Uh, yes, sir. I mean, um, I'm definitely happy with my performance. A lot of hard work was put in. Um, so 
I guess my uh, subtle disappointments come from just me writing down goals. And, you know, I exceeded a lot of goals and I came short of a few. But at the end of the day, my, my numbers on Pro Day were, were, were really good. Now, I want to rewind your tape a little bit and talk a little bit about your, your dad, Picasso Nelson, who was a star at Hattiesburg High School back in the day, uh, went on to play uh, at Jackson State University. So obviously you've got a, a great football pedigree. Talk about the relationship between dad and coach, as it were, as he kind of helped you get ready for Pro Day. Uh, yeah, I mean, really, uh, ever since my ninth grade year, I've been working out with my dad. So, like, even in high school, I used to wake up, be at the gym at 5 in the morning and work out with him, then come to school and work out. So, um, you know, with with me finishing up my career at Southern Miss, I was able to, you know, get back to that um, with him. And, um, you know, just like um, Floyd Mayweather works out with his dad, and it, it really works for him because, you know, your dad um, has watched you grow up since you were a kid. So, he knows how to like what makes you tick. So within the workouts, like my dad would say something, you know, so so little, and no one else would catch it. But for me, that makes me tick to make me go harder and and you know to try to get better each and every day. And then your dad knows when you're, you know, when, when you should get pushed more, and when you're doing good, you know, when to when to bring it down to. So uh, it's really a good. You know, he, he's a good coach. You missed one year of uh, of the chronology at Southern Miss because of injury, yes. you know, and then came back for your fifth year, essentially. What did you learn about yourself personally and as a football player, Picasso, in the year that you missed? Um, I definitely learned that no matter how well-rounded you are, um, as a football player, that's something that's um, a real big thing, like part of your life. So um, with being hurt that year, um, I've always been the type of player to, you know, make sure I was more than a football player. But without the game, you realize, like, that's a big part of your life, you know. So with me being hurt, I really I really started to focus on just me, like making sure, like, even though my focus was not to be just a football player, but I really in my soul know that there's more to me than just the game of football. So uh, that's one thing that I did. And, and, you know, I focused on my schoolwork, which I've always done and, you know, end up graduating number one in my class in finance and, and things of that sort. So. I, I know that uh, – that, uh that you have a very spiritual side. Yes, sir. That you don't mind, you know, sharing. Your, your dad, of course, is, is preaching now. Yes, sir. But, but sometimes in the, the football culture doesn't exactly embrace, you know, personal relationships and, and things like that. Yes, how, do you, how do you handle that? And, and where, do you, where does your faith fit into your overall psyche? Oh, I mean, for me, um, I think my, my faith is just part of my foundation. You know, it's not anything that I have to force upon anybody. Um, you know, it's very seldom that I have to just go out my way and just talk about, you know, Jesus or, or God to, to anyone else that I, that I encounter with. But at the end of the day, God see God in me by the way that I carry myself throughout the day. Um, so I, and, and I definitely think my, the year that I took off, um, well, not that I took off, that I was injured, um, it gave me time to just really focus on God and know that he has my life in, 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 in his hand, you know. And, like, even in, in this time of my life now, you know, getting ready to, you know, Lord willing, go to the next level, it's like it's a lot of uncertainty. You know, you don't really know, you know, what's going to go, you know, which way it's going to go. But I know that God has his, my life in his hands. So I'm not really worried. So and, and so if if the worst case, let's look at worst case, best case scenario in the worst case scenario, you don't get picked up by any NFL team. It's mm-hmm. it's on to the real world. Yes, sir. Some athletes and it really doesn't matter the sport really have a hard time putting it down. Yes, sir. You know, the notoriety of being an athlete at, at a high level. Yeah. Will that would that be difficult for you? Do you think? Um, I think worst case scenario, um, you know, it, it it wouldn't be easy, obviously, because it's something that you've done, you know, from the time that I was able to walk, you know. Um, but 
I definitely know that I put myself in the best position position to win moving forward in my life. And I do know that with football or without football, I will be a millionaire like within the next like 10 years, 15 years. So it takes time, but I do have a plan and I know how to make money work for me. And that's a lot of things that, you know, that's that's something that no matter if you're a doctor or a surgeon, like you're not taught that in school, you know. But with my degree and my mentors, I do know how to make that happen. Southern Miss great Picasso Nelson Jr. with us on the program. Like I said, kudos to Picasso Nelson Sr. <laughs> who had a pretty good career. But this is not the Jackson State University hour. Yeah, it's, it's, definitely not. it's the Eagle Hour. You talked about being a millionaire in the future. Yes, Your degree sir. is in finance. Yes, sir. You said that in a perfect world, you'd like to play for an NFL. We were just kind of shooting the breeze. That you'd like to play for a team in Texas or Florida. Yes, sir. Because of their income tax rates. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> and that they don't have state income taxes. Yes, sir. The, so this is something you've already thought a lot about. Yes, sir. Definitely. Um, you know, I, I've always been a person that um, likes to write my goals down. So, like, even in January, I wrote my pro day goals down. And it's, it's crazy how I accomplished and got so close to all the goals or exceeded the goals. So, um, I've actually, you know, wrote down the first four years of my finances. So, Lord willing, I'm able to put that plan to action. So, you got to have a plan whenever you're moving forward. Michael, wasn't there a time, th- wasn't Jim Carrey, the actor, didn't he, like, write down on a piece of paper that when two years, I'm going mm-hmm. to I'm gonna make so. $10 million yeah. a movie or something like that? Mm-hmm. But we've had that conversation about uh, taxes and all that, and we see some players, and we've talked to some players who have gone to California, New York. Oh, oh we're oh, making, the, hey, I signed this contract. And then you talk to them a year later, they're no longer in the NFL. And you're like, yeah, that, it was gone because the, yeah. the taxes they had to pay. Uncle Sam, you got to pay him. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, Forget about that. So <laughs> about Pro Day, Picasso, did you get any feedback from NFL teams or how does it work now after uh, it's over with? Yes, yeah, sir. So um, after Pro Day, I definitely uh, met with some teams afterwards, the teams that were there, and um, they got my information. Um, wanted to, you know, ask a lot of personal questions, you know, way more than I expected, but just wanted to know my upbringing, you know, who I grew up around and, and things of that sort and got my, you know, personal information. So. You sound like you were a little bit surprised at that, that they asked you so many personal questions. How, what do you make of that? Well, yeah, I was surprised because, um, because you know, we play football. So when, whenever you're, you're getting recruited to go play college football, they don't ask you, you know, um, who's your mom? What does she do? Who's your dad? What does he do? Like, um, but what does that tell you that they're asking you all these personal that questions? That they're interested. And I appreciate that. That's a blessing. How much of it is image driven, though? Yeah, that's true. That, that you, the, you look at the NFL right now and yeah. some of the news stories we've had the last few years. Yeah. They want to make sure they. A good yeah. football player on the field, but off the field, this guy's a train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. not, but Definitely I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. continue our discussion with Picasso Nelson Jr. Still to come, Jack Duggan of uh, Southern Miss. He's going to fill us in on some of the, the things we haven't talked about pro day. And then we'll focus on beach volleyball. Still much more to come as the Eagle Hour continues after our first timeout. Southern Miss to the top. Live from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg, Michael Mergens, Kelly Sanner coming up. We'll be talking with Jack Duggan about Pro Day. Also, Stephanie Radecki is going to be joining us talking about volleyball, beach volleyball, and 
the disappointment that uh, Bob still has that it wasn't what he originally envisioned. This a lot the, of people di- had a completely different vision of what that was going to be. This is the first season, yeah. right? Yeah. See, and it, it's it's and, incredible though the support, and it's just it's awesome how it's taken off. And one of the things I learned, you know, because everybody uses the term Title Nine. Well, we've got more women's sports than we do men's sports. That's not fair. The women have more sports than the men do. But remember, y'all, it comes down to scholarships. Yeah. Okay. An equal number of scholarships have to be, you know, however that formula is. And when you have a football team, which is all men, and there's about 90 guys, all right, that you're scholarshiping. Well, you don't have any women's teams with 90 people on them. So you have to have more sports in order to make up for that scholarship inequality. Does that make sense? I guess so. Yeah. So a lot of people, when they talk about the title, yes, Southern Miss has more women's teams than men, but scholarship wise... The men still have the edge just because of the numbers. And Picasso yeah. Nelson's in studio with us. Would you say, from your experience being in sports, that women tend to be more competitive than men, though? See, that's what I'm thinking. All the women I know who are in sports would. J- the competitive nature is it's, scary uh, sometimes. If this was television, Michael, you'd see he's not buying <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, no, nah, he's not buying it. I don't it. know. <laughs> Honestly, um, in, in my honest opinion, I do not know because me coming from a very competitive family, like it's hard to get the guys are very, very competitive. And I know I'm very, very competitive. Um, so and I've never met a, a, a girl that's just as competitive as me. So um, and some of my teammates. So I don't. I there don't you know. know. The draft coming up the last weekend in April, it will be staged in Nashville. And, and hopefully, Picasso, things are going to work out well for you. And when um, you go to the Bears, by the way, I, I wear a large. <laughs> team. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He wears a large. That. All right. <laughs> yeah. I definitely wear a large. Okay. So, yeah, if you, if you go to the Bears. But, but to show you that these guys are so hungry to play in the NFL, Picasso Nelson has said he would even stoop so low as to play for the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> I would Kelly's team. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. <laughs> all right, so, so you, you've, hear, you've heard all these horror stories over the years, Picasso, of yes. athletes being taken advantage of by their circle around them. Yes. Quote, unquote, advisors, people that they trusted. Yeah. Your degree was in finance. Mm-hmm. All right, you talked about this, you know, the, the, what you're going to do here in the future. What do you do to help protect yourself, and what advice would you give to other athletes who will come up and be in your shoes at some point about protecting yourself from those people who may not have your best interest in mind financially? Um, honestly, I think, well, I do know. Um, the reason why I chose to have a finance degree was because I wanted to know how money works. Because at the end of the day, if you envision being a, you know, a multimillionaire, like you, have to, you, you should know how money works because money brings out the evil in people you know so for um for others who want to avoid the evil and to protect you know the money that they make they should educate themselves um whether you know reading books i know a book that i read that really opened my mind and simplified the way money works is rich dad poor dad by robert kiyosaki um is he broke it down to kindergarten level how to you know have assets liabilities and things of that sort which are you know, maybe two, you know, intimidating words to people who don't know, but it's really simple. So you need to educate yourself. So I've wasted the last 22 years of my life. I just realized that. You should have read that I, book. I, I went down the wrong path because that makes so much sense. I'd be in a much better position right now had I actually done that. <laughs> and, and you notice when he said he broke it down into kindergarten, that's what, he looked at me. You know, yeah. <laughs> A light bulb went on over my head, yeah. too. It's like, that's out there? Okay. He'd have to break it down that I could understand that. <laughs> so what, what do you do now? Here's the first of April. We've still got about three weeks before the draft, Picasso. What's, yes. What is taking place now between you and the NFL teams or 
whatever. Yeah, so, I mean, between now and the draft, is as a player, you should stay in shape. You know, if you've worked hard for 12, 14 weeks to get in the best shape of your life, you want to maintain that and get better at the same time. So you definitely have to stay in shape. Um, and as far as, like, with, with teams, you, you know, talk to teams, your agent, you know, get your name, you know, out there, you know, make sure that the um, that the NFL teams, you know, recognize you, and then you can go on visits, have workouts, and things of that sort. So. You, you hear fans say all the time, "Oh, the guys from the the SEC guys, Alabama's, the LSU's, the Georgias, those guys always have such a great advantage, even when it comes to the NFL draft." You have another school of thought: is it doesn't matter where you go to school, if mm-hmm. you're good enough, they will find you. Where do you in that grid, Picasso? Mm-hmm. Where where do you fall? As far as agreeing with either one or, or having gone to Southern Miss, are you at any disadvantage, do you feel? I mean, well, it's, it's just like, you know, in, in high school sports, like if you have a guy that played in 6A football and then you have a guy that played in 1A football, more than likely, like, you know, the things that the guy in the 6A, you know, football um, conference, the things that he did is going to hold a little bit more weight, you know? So I think in college it's the same thing. You know, the SEC is looked at as one of the best conferences, you know, so you can have a guy there that, you know, played, you know, had had an okay career, and he may get drafted, you know, third, fourth round. And you may have a guy that went to a smaller uh, school that did, you know, had better numbers, but he'll get drafted, you know, seven round to go free agent. But at the end of the day, it's really not about how you start, it's how you finish. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as long as you get your foot in the door and you're able to get on the field with whoever else, and it's just about, you know, it's, it's man versus man about you proving that you're better than the other guy. What was the biggest difference making the transition to playing high school football at Oak Grove, which was on the 6A level, mm-hmm. to Southern Miss, and in anticipating playing in the NFL? How would you expect it to change again? Um, honestly, the game was a little bit faster, um, but I was able to adjust it there in the spring because I, you know, got there early, so... Um, the game was a little faster. Um, the playbook was definitely thicker. Um, but, you know, so it's really, you know, you, you just have to learn the game a little bit more. You have to play a little bit faster. So um, I would assume, you know, whenever you go to the NFL, it's going to be a little bit faster. And you're going to have to, you know, know the game of football a little bit more. And I think that that's going to um, play in my uh, advantage. Picasso Nelson Jr. here on the Eagle Hour, just finishing up at Southern Miss and finished his pro day last week. Is it reasonable to assume that because Coach Munkin is at Cleveland that the Browns will give you maybe a closer look than anybody else, or am I just making this up? Um, You never know, but I definitely uh, I definitely pray that they give me a closer look, though. <laughs> they're going to be pretty good, aren't they? Oh, yeah, they're mm-hmm. going to be amazing. Um, And Coach Munkin is, is definitely the, the perfect coach to be in that situation, to have guys like Baker Mayfield, you know, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, like so many guys. You remember, Michael, we were on, the, and, and Coach, uh, we had Coach Munkin on the show, and we said, you know, so what's on your, your checklist of things to do? He said, we got to get better at wide receiver. We got to get better at wide receiver. He said that twice. Mm-hmm. Two days later, they announced the trade yeah. for Odell Beckham. Yeah. <laughs> he must have known something that he just wasn't willing to tell us. And yeah. what a great atmosphere to go into for your first NFL team because that city, great city. Yeah. Uh, every time I've ever been there, just some of the nicest people in the world, but yeah. they are dying. They are. For that team. And they they don't care. It could be a lousy season. Yeah. You know, they're still building. Those fans are going to be in that stadium every single game, exactly. yelling and screaming and supporting. Everywhere you go in that town, the support's going to be there because yeah. they know it's on its way. And that's what's so great about that that team. So. It definitely is. And Coach Mungin is a winner. You yes. Know, I mean, you, you can tell that by – I mean, I knew that before I even came to Southern Miss, he was a winner. So, And what he did – 
um, at Southern Miss. Like, we got better not only because we had a great coaching staff and he was a great head coach, but because, like, we knew that he cared about us. And whatever we needed or wanted or desired, he made sure he got that for us. And it was no guy on the team that didn't want to play for him, you know. And so he's going to do the same thing at Cleveland. Those guys have a lot of talent. They're going to want to play for him, and they're going to put up some crazy numbers. So from what you've heard, Picasso Nelson Jr. of, of the NFL teams, is there one set position that have any teams said, hey, would you ever consider moving to this position or, you know? Well, so um, so I've, I've heard that, that, um, that they're – thinking that I'm going to be like a strong safety in the mm-hmm. system. But when they asked me on Pro Day what I played, I said I, I'll play anything. <laughs> like safety, <laughs> corner, nickel, long snapper, Defensive center, tackle. Defensive end, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> And that's a good answer. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes. You know? So, so what are what are you gonna what are you gonna be doing draft night plans already? Um, honestly, I'm gonna be relaxing. I'll probably just play space with my family. You know, just kind of make sure, just be in a relaxed state and just you know, love when the phone rings. So, and that, that'll be pretty cool. It would, wouldn't it? You yes, know. Sir. And so, the, so again, uh, twenty years down the road, let's yes. say you've had a successful. Then what? What What do you envision yourself? You write down goals. And Real think, estate. Real estate, um, without a shadow of a doubt. So my goal is to, I think right now, the guy in Mississippi who has the most um, properties in Mississippi has like 2,000 or something like that units. So my goal is to, you know, do a little better than that. 2,000 units. You know? What do you you call the the people that hoard all the... (laughs) The real estate. I don't. I don't know. In Mississippi, yeah. Well, there you go. In Mississippi, though, or just in general? Because um, I mean, I definitely don't see why it's a reason to leave. Um, so I would definitely love to uh, stay around and, and you know build something um, that'll be you know remembered for a long time. What What advice did you get from maybe some some of some prior Eagles that went through the pro day and even maybe combine experience about what this is all about? Well, it's crazy. I just got the phone with Jalen Richard like 45 minutes ago. But, um, you know, um, well, really, everyone that I've talked to um, has said, you know, bro, like you've already, like, you know, done a major step, which is having a great pro day. So moving forward, stay in shape, you know, be ready. And just, you know, whenever camp starts, just be ready, you know, so. That you can play. And he's always looking at me too, Michael, when he says stay in shape. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> subtle. Yeah. Very subtle. Has a heart wow. attack. <laughs> wow. Picasso Nelson, we wish you nothing but the best. Continued success. We will be following uh, draft night uh, last weekend in April. It'll uh, be staged in Nashville, and we hope that that name gets called early. Thank you. And uh, nothing but the best. Thank you for coming. Thank y'all for having me. Okay. The Eagle Hour continues. Jack Duggan will be joining us on the Eagle Hour hotline after we burn our second timeout. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Previous segment brought to you by Campus Bookmark. 2906 Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Campusbookmark.net. This segment brought to you by 4th Street Bar. West 4th Street in Hattiesburg. You can find them on Facebook and try the 4th Street Burger. That's all I've had. And that's all I'll probably ever order. I know they have other great food, but man, that burger was awesome. Yeah, today the lunch plate, the lunch plate. I hear tell. Yeah. <laughs> While well, you're running late tonight? It was the hamburger steak, uh, the green beans, and the cornbread, and all that. And a drink. 
for $8.95. That's not bad. Lots of times it'll be $8.95 and then the drink is 3 bucks on top mm-hmm. of that. But no, the drink is included there for $8.95. Well, we appreciate so. all of our sponsors. Of course, we are live from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. Michael Mergens, Kelly Sander. I want to thank Picasso Nelson for joining us. And every year I say I'm not going to watch the draft. I don't care. But it's about this time of year that... I'm ready for NFL. Start thinking and, about it. Yeah, huh? start thinking about it. And uh, the fact, uh, well, there's well, one reason to watch. Well, you haven't worried in the past because usually the Bears were projected for down years. But now yeah. that the Bears have been revitalized, Michael. Man, these northern teams this year, I think the, <laughs> the north will rise again. Oh, no, don't say it. I know, no. I said it. But no, I'm excited because it, it means there's going to be a lot of competition. And I'm thrilled about Cleveland. I've always been a fan. They were building a new stadium the first time I had been to Cleveland. And just knowing those fans, the people there, they deserve that. And the fact they have to live there the rest of the year. Yeah. Well, winters are, ugh. Yes. It, but that's football. I don't care what you say, artificial turf, whatever, sunny, no. Football is being right next to Lake Erie with uh, snow lake effect and, snow yeah, oh yeah. and wind blowing. And uh, so we're... Fingers crossed. Well, Southern Miss hosted Pro Day for their for its athletes. Jack Duggan, Sports Information Director at Southern Miss, is on the the uh, Eagle Hour Sports Line with us. Jack, t- w- tell me what's involved with the university having to, to lay out the red carpet for these pro teams that come in. And and is it just all seniors, Jack, or how do guys get to participate in Pro Day? Well, it seems like it's different every year, Kelly. Um, I mean, you'll have a complement of our seniors, and then and then. There, there'll always be some guys um, that'll come through that maybe didn't come through our program that might be an in-state guy that may have missed his pro day for some reason or or you know I don't think there's any hard and fast rules with pro day you know it's not it's not like it's an NCAA sanctioned thing so um, you know I mean I think a couple couple three years ago I think DeAndre Brown went through it again uh, just to kind of uh, see where he was uh, at that point in his life. I know he played some some indoor football. May still be playing that, but um, you know, it's just kind of just kind of the way it is. It's a chance for for our seniors, and then if if uh, if uh, there's some some guys in the area that 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 are that you know they let come in as well. You know, usually the usually the scouts run that for the most part. You know, they'll come in and because it's a way, it's an easy way to get a lot of guys in one place. To, to evaluate a lot of guys. Yeah, but I mean, like, that, like if if a player that might not have had a whole lot of playing time and certainly has no prospect of being drafted, I mean, can can they say yeah. I want to participate? Really? Yeah, yeah. Every 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 scene. If 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 you're in our program and you you say I want to participate in senior day, sure, why not? Well, that's so, cool. So and they do, they do. So so I mean, it's 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 a it's a cool deal. You know, it it, it gives those guys a, a, a chance to. To, to shine one more time um, in front of the scouts' eyes, and you know, from what I understand, uh, you know, I know you guys were talking to Picasso earlier. Um, I know everybody was very impressed with his pro day last week, and uh, and I, I think he helped his stock greatly. Man, is that guy um, is that guy a marketing dream or what? He really is. <laughs> Picasso Picasso was great for five years. He's he's one of those guys that that you know you'd ask him to do something and and. He just says, "Hey, what what time do I need to be there? Uh, you know, what do I need to wear?" And and he's there 15 minutes early. That's the kind of guy Picasso is. And you know, he's he's one of the great student athletes, uh, an example of the great student athletes that we hear have at Southern Miss. And you know, we're so happy to you know have him. He's a local kid as well. And 
and uh, just just the, the 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 wonderful career that he had here. And you, you hate it. You hate that he got hurt last year, um, uh, prior to his, his original senior year. But you certainly thankful that you had him for one more year and, and, and that he played for us uh, this past fall. Not to mention that million-dollar smile when he comes into a room. No, there's, there's no doubt. <laughs> hey, there's no doubt. Jack, like the poster boy for the way that the NFL wants to present themselves now, if you think about it. Which is where I was going with, with Jack. the next question, Jack. Do, the, do these pro teams want to know, you know, on from a from an outsider looking in, like you know, as an SID or an assistant coach or whatever, how much does the NFL want to know from you guys about any player and their activities? Well, let, me, off let the, me just tell you this. Okay, they're going to invest a lot of money in in these players. There's a, there's a lot of money that that that, that goes into investing in players, so they're going to do their due diligence. They're going to they're going to talk to the strength coach. They're going to talk to the trainer. They're going to talk to, and that's not just here. That's anywhere, right? And I'm sure in some instances they'll talk to the SID. Uh, I, you know, I haven't talked a lot with guys, but but there'll be a rare occasion where some guys say, "Hey, how, how does he do with the media?" And I and I'll tell them I'll be I'll be I'll be frank because you know, but but I think for the most part, if if you, know, you look back in the 13 years that I've done football here at Southern Miss, or 12 years I've done football here, I may have had two or three guys that. You know, I wouldn't have said nice things about. You know, just right. you know, just just you know, it's just the way it is. So, uh, you know, we're fortunate. You know, I, we're at a place where if 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 I need somebody to do an interview, that more than likely they'll they'll uh, they'll do it. And I've had some really good ones. I mean, Austin Davis was as good an interview as any that I've had in my thirty years in this profession. He was. He was phenomenal. He was he was fun. He was fun to have. It really was. Jack Duggan is the associate SID in charge of football at Southern Miss. We're talking about Pro Day that was staged, uh, I guess, last week um, on the campus yeah. at Southern Miss. Are, is there are there comparable events, Jack, in other sports that are similar to Pro Day, like for the basketball players and the baseball players, et cetera? Um, I don't. I don't think it's organized as these. Yeah. Uh, I know that. I know that. Uh, major league organizations have open tryouts, and they do those at different times of the year. I, probably, mostly for guys that 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 when they're looking to fill roster spots in their organization, they do that, or you know just to see if they they find a gym, uh, you know, or uh, along the weeds somewhere that somebody they might have missed. But uh, it's not as it's not as a as organized, and you'll see you'll see pro teams. Or uh, you'll see you'll see some like non NFL pro teams uh, have tryouts too, but you know a lot of those you got to pay to go through them, through those as well. So you know you kind of you wonder how I don't want to say legitimate, but but how how helpful those would be for those young men to go through it. Picasso Nelson described pro day at Southern Miss as very similar to the combine, except the NFL teams come to your school. So with that right. being said, Jack, who, who determines who gets invited to the combine in Indianapolis? Is there a formula or how does that work and who invites those guys? I, 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 I honestly, I don't, I don't know how, how they come up with that. I don't think I mean, anyone sure, does. I, they just magically I'm appear. Sure, I'm sure the teams, I'm sure the teams say, Hey, we'd like for you guys to invite this. I mean, just go back, Kelly. Go back what four years or, or to to the to the combine for the 2016 draft. Can you tell me why? Yeah, you know our guy, our guy Michael Thomas 
wasn't invited. Yeah. I mean, no, because still, no. he's still on the ro- roster with the Rams. Yeah, I was going to say and, he's and, performing well. And you know, there was there was really, or you know, there could have been a mix-up because you know there was also a, a, a Michael Thomas from Ohio State. I guess he plays for the Saints now. I've, uh, I've heard so there of might him. have been a mix-up in that regard, but but uh, you know, I, I'm still trying to figure out how he doesn't get an invite uh, to the combine. But it, but you know what, the combine's not always recipe for success. Look at, I don't think Nick Mullins went to the combine, did he? And and you know, he no. he worked his way up, and and you know, when he got the opportunity for San Francisco last fall, I mean, he did a wonderful job for them, and, and he put himself into a conversation to where. Hey, he he might battle for this job, and if he doesn't battle for the job, then then somebody else might take him. And he still might make some money. So, Jack Duggan, where are we on on uh, spring spring drills? I am hearing very good things about the offensive line and the new coach and his way of doing things. Well, I, I mean, you know, I haven't seen a whole lot of practice because I've, I've I've been with baseball this spring, but but everything that I hear has been been positive reports. Uh, we got a boatload of offensive linemen in camp uh, for spring drills. I want to say like eighteen, and uh, well, and I was I was going to say because I'm I'm usually pretty good at units of measurement, but a boatload mm-hmm. I would, a boatload is yeah, <laughs> that is yeah that I would say so that so many is things a boatload <laughs> eighteen so, would cause okay, and we I think we had you know I I don't know the exact number but we had a bunch of kids that we signed that are already on, on campus, and uh, so that's you know that's that's great you know just two that that come to mind are Matt Rock or uh, Oh, yeah, Matt, Rod, the Riles kid, and then mm-hmm. uh, and then also uh, Louis Smith down from the coast. So it's just two offensive linemen that you know they're going to get 15 extra practices in. Uh, you know, Trace Trace Cloppin did that last year, and 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 when we started camp uh, back in August, you know he was already he was basically dubbed the starter at center. So you know it, it's amazing how those 15 those 15 practices and that and those. Kind of four, four or five months on campus before before summer camp even gets started. Uh, you know how much progression these young men make. Yeah. It changes your perspective, especially when you start watching NFL and realizing what these these kids have gone through. Jack, we always appreciate your coming on the program. No problem, guys. Hey, y'all have a great day. You too, Jack Duggan. The Eagle Hour will continue next. Get to talk to Stephanie Redecki, talking some volleyball. Stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. This segment brought to you by Carter's Jewelry, 1140 Evelyn Gandy Parkway in Petal, cartersjewelry.com. I want to thank Jack Duggan for joining us. Also, Picasso Nelson. And if you didn't have an excuse to watch the draft, now you have it. We're all going to be focused on that. It's Michael Mergens and Kelly Sander, live from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. And now let's talk some volleyball. Joining us on the phone, volleyball and beach volleyball coach, Stephanie Radecki. Good morning, Steph. Or afternoon, Stephanie. What time is good it? Good afternoon. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Very good. So here we are. Uh, we're a couple months into beach volleyball. And I just got to say, I know, and you probably dealt with this also, just sort of the questions from some people like beach volleyball. Really? Anyone who yeah. has ever been to the coast for vacation and you see the volleyball nets down there on the beach hey, let's play a little bit. How long does that last? Not long, because you realize 
this is impossible. Yeah. You got sand. It's hot out. I spent way too much time at the seafood buffet. Uh, this yeah. and it's fun to watch. Just give it a it chance to some of these people. It's it's really it's athleticism at its best. Well, when you I, consider exactly what they're doing. Uh, so, Coach, how is the how is the conditioning and training of indoor volleyball differ? How does it differ from than beach volleyball? Uh, I think the biggest difference is we do all the conditioning in the sand. Um, just the surface is a lot different than a hardwood floor. Um, and so it took us a little a little while to get some sand legs. But once you do, I think, um, like you said, it's very difficult to move in the sand. So think about that and then playing volleyball in it. But I think our players have adapted very well, and um, they've been very competitive this first season. So we've been really excited about that. You mentioned the first season. What realistically were the expectations? Uh, well, I think the expectations were to represent the university and the athletic department as as well as we could, um, be competitive, uh, kind of set the standard for the future of going into competition with the mindset that we're just going to um, really push every team to their limit and make them play their best in order to be successful. So I think our team has done that. I think we've been really close to beating some uh, really veteran and successful programs. So it's just been really fun. You know, back in the 80s and 90s, you know, the, the, a lot of the girls' high school teams were still playing slow pitch softball. That is starting mm-hmm. to go away and being replaced by volleyball. If you had to give a grade, Coach, to high school volleyball across the state from what you've seen um, in your time here, what, what would be the state of the game of volleyball at the high school level statewide? I feel like you've asked me this before. Are you trying to catch me up? I, I just, I just want to see if it, if it has changed or if you if you took a, a harder look at it. Um, I think that it's just growing. I'd say that was that's the biggest thing. Like I feel like um, athletic directors and coaches in the state of Mississippi have really dedicated um, a lot of more resources to high school volleyball in the state of Mississippi, and their goal right now is just a combined effort to grow the sport. And I've seen a lot of growth, you know, coming from I had lived my last 14 years in Alabama. You know, I don't I really feel like, you know, I've seen a lot of Mississippi volleyball and I just think it's grown so much in the amount of time that in a short amount of time. So it's really exciting to watch those teams develop and um, just get a love for the sport. And it only has to to go up because it seems like with a lot of high school sports, it takes area colleges and those programs develop and build that the, the high schools and actually the student athletes to really jump into it. So for the most part, yeah. the Southern Miss teams are a huge catalyst to get some students that probably never considered volleyball before to, to start playing for the high schools. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, we've seen a lot of high school coaches reach out to us in the last several years just to – um, talk to us about the best ways to build their programs, and I think that just makes a huge statement on the dedication that they have to improving not just their program, but Mississippi volleyball just overall. Now, baseball won't play in the rain, Coach. What about uh, beach volleyball? Does weather cause problems? Uh, it's not good for the equipment, but um, we definitely play in it. Um, unless there's lightning, we play. So we've been in some pretty strong rain and wind and especially wind uh when it when we went up to tennessee and i thought the girls adapted to that really well i mean you can imagine the wind gusting the ball and trying to 
track it and pass and attack makes it pretty difficult. So we've we've pretty much um, encountered every condition, and it was super cold a couple times, and they just they're pretty tough. So that's wow. been really nice to see. So really, since baseball is the only sport that won't play in bad weather, they're they're really soft, aren't they, Coach? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I'll quote you on that, but I don't want to be quoted on that. No, it, it was a question. So, <laughs> so we're bo- Barry might be in my office in about 10 minutes. Yeah, I know. We're just having some fun. It was definitely a question. Neither one of us are going to get in trouble. But but I find that interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. I, 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 yeah. I would expect that weather would play a huge factor that you would not play, you know, under you know, a and certain condition. And the fact that you have to adapt to that, not knowing the conditions yeah, and everywhere is different. Changes, um, it definitely changes the game a lot. Wow, and there's really no way to prepare for that unless you put wind machines in the the practice facility and start spraying yeah. the hoses just to get a feel. You just you don't know. And so if you're playing at, if you're playing at the University of Colorado where the air's a little bit thinner and all that kind of yeah. take that yeah. into that's good consideration point. too. And we so. definitely we went down to Gulf Shores and played in the tournament that UAB hosted there, and I think that was um, our first tournament where we really because it was right on the beach, so we did. Um, get that true wind and had to adjust to that and I thought that they made some great adjustments pretty fast but that first match it was very difficult to adjust to that Southern Miss Volleyball and Beach Volleyball coach Stephanie Radecki thanks so much for taking the time out and uh, again best of luck to you guys Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And that's going to do it for today's Eagle Hour. I want to thank Stephanie Radecki, Picasso Nelson, and Jack Duggan for joining us back here tomorrow. Until then, as always, Southern Miss to the top. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.